This edition of Playhouse Shorts is sponsored by ePuff Store, the online vape and e-hookah mega store. Visit today at www.epuffstore.com. Make sure to use the promo code RICO for 15% off of any order, no matter how big or small. All right, all right. This is the first. This is the very... Oh, this OG? This is this number one? Yeah, 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 yeah. This is oh, the first... Uh, it's the first Playhouse Shorts... Uh, it's the first edition of Playhouse Shorts. Uh, you know, uh, make sure y'all use the hashtag uh, Playhouse Shorts when you tweet about this one, about these podcasts. Um, these are only going to be 30 minutes, just straight culture topics, uh, just different topics. It's going to be one topic the whole 30 minutes. No matter what we're talking about at 30 minutes, we cap it off. Okay. Uh, yeah, and uh, I want y'all to... I get this. This the first episode is gonna be about uh, this first uh, playhouse short is uh, the streetwear. It's about streetwear's impact on the fashion industry, and I got my homie in here. Uh, got a gang in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gang shit. That's my boy. Oh, you got your boy, man. The king of underground streetwear in Chicago, G. And I say that stressfully. Y'all need to understand that. Got your boy Rico here. Man, G. From my mama, what? Uh, my nigga Duck say we on gang shit. Never on gang shit. Never lame. Nah. <laughs> what he say? So about some nigga said we be on gang shit. Never lame shit. Says potty train says shit. Potty train I train say shit. go I crazy. Say, yeah. He ain't even start rapping yet. Not at all. He was crazy. Like, Turn it up. Yeah, yeah, but nah, man, but man. So this year, the last couple years, I say, I I feel like it's always been like streetwear. In okay. fact, the fashion industry, like. I feel like a lot of I feel like uh, Carl Cannot don't get a lot of credit. No, you don't get no credit. Credit, yeah. You're supposed to get a lot more credit. credit a whole lot more credit. Like a I feel like a lot of like high end fashion people. That was when Gucci first started doing them uh, like crew necks and like them different type of pants and different stuff. Yeah, the I felt like they yeah they were stealing all that shit from Calvin. Uh, no, Carl Cannot, my bad. They were stealing all that shit from Cannot. They were stealing all that shit from Fubu. Ooh, yeah. They stole that shit from a lot of uh, a lot of streetwear because a uh, a lot of people don't understand that the streetwear streetwear culture is a combination of skateboarders and black people utilizing what they had and looking fly. You can look up any documentary. G streetwear is like poor blacks when we weren't balling like we are nowadays, taking whatever they had, buying shit from like bodegas and swap meets and shit, and then coming back to the hood and making it. You know what I'm saying? Making it fly like. Oh, we got these Adidas. We take the laces out. You feel me? Or we gonna make, you know what I'm saying? Shit like that. So that's just what the streetwear was. And then skateboarders was like, you know what I'm saying? In a way, white trash or like the, the rebels or that. Like so the thrash. Yeah, so that yeah. just came together. And that's all streetwear is. It's like taking, it was basically taking what they hooked, what they had and making it something. And for a long time, you know what I'm saying? It was kind of looked down upon because, I mean, like I said, when you got the rebels wearing it, big businesses was like, man, that's some bullshit. And then you got... A lot of urban people wearing it. It was making an impact in hip hop, and it was making an impact in skate culture. But you know, what I'm saying again, at that time, big companies want to fucking with all that shit. So yeah, we got Gucci looking at it like, "Hey, there's money in this," and that's kind of like what makes it sad today, where streetwear is supposed to still be authentic, but like big companies, like, "No, nah, this shit really making money. This shit really important. This shit really sell." Now it's like, "Oh, we used to make suits and cashmere and all this, but now we don't put." Our tiger on a screen printed T-shirt and sell it to you for six hundred dollars, and you gonna buy it because it's Gucci instead of that. And that was that was the purpose to kind of avoid like 
all that high-end falutin or high-end just fashion. It was just like, we ain't on that, we chill. Like streetwear, jean, and t-shirt company. That's all it really is, like keeping it relaxed, keeping a message on the t-shirts, something like that. And then the, the core behind it, I mean, a lot of a lot of people, if you pay attention to the streetwear, ain't number flips. So if it's not telling the story, somebody might take a flip of like something that Gucci did or, or Ralph Lauren did or whatever and make it more relatable to you know the smaller masses instead of like people that could really afford it at the time yeah yeah because like I, I look at it like like how um like like a, a prime example is like the dapper dan situation exactly like, exactly. niggas like, it's, it's dope Gucci finally bringing Dapper Dan back, blah, blah. But that shit was disrespectful. You yeah. Know? Like, not Because they were saying, him. like, Dapper Dan been low-key doing, like, like, he was doing, like, excuse me, he been doing, like, low-key shit for Gucci for years. Mm-hmm. But. He, he wasn't necessarily, I mean, he did some stuff, but he wasn't necessarily. He wasn't, like. On he, payroll. No, he wasn't on payroll. He was kind of like, what, what crazy was really what was going on. Um, and I hate to talk about it, like I just know it because it's some good documentaries. I can't think of the name of it. You can watch on Netflix. But he actually was like getting all these season desists. They had a they if people don't know they raided this shit. You know they raided yeah. this shit. They raided this shit and they like shut him down. So it was wasn't more so like that he was doing stuff for them. It's that they was looking at his blueprints, and I guess he was standing ten toes. Like man, you're not gonna take my blueprint and create something without paying. Me. So yeah. he he wasn't necessarily like doing shit for Gucci. It's just that they stole his blueprints for when they raided his uh, shop or whatever, and they was like, "Oh, we finna just take this since it's already our product." And it's like, "No, nah, it ain't y'all product." You know what I'm saying? Right. And they kind of went that, but they weren't even. No, nah, they weren't even paying. They weren't paying him. He just was standing on his toes. And he wasn't doing shit for him. They was just ready to steal his shit, and that's what was crazy. Like again, and now they got a cut, and now they cutting him damn checks. Yeah, and that shit lame as hell. <laughs> it was that nah, it's like y'all would cut the check, but. Cause I think he got like a pop up store in Harlem. Yeah, he got a pop up store. No, he actually that's an actual store. That's store? gonna be there forever. Okay. Yeah, they opened up the Gucci store, like the Dapper Dan Gucci store in Harlem. Okay. So yeah, I mean, like, don't get me wrong, I love Dapper Dan, so it's not no no shot at him. I appreciate that he's getting his his recognition, but you gotta think about it. You know, on the scales that we influence this, just how I explain what street the core street where it is. That skateboarder kid that y'all thought was weird in high school, or like just a little different or into that. That creative kid and black kids, you we make this up. We make this up. We des- we decide what it's gonna be. And Dapper Dan was taking a garments, which was really boring and weak, and he made it so the dope dealer felt fly. The dope dealer yeah. didn't feel fly what Gucci and Louis Vuitton and all that shit yeah. was making in. So you know what I mean? So it's kinda crazy that it took all of this. Like my man's out here old as fuck and it's like, oh yeah, we're gonna give you a recognition now. But without him and doing what he was doing, we wouldn't be trying with Gucci and stuff now when you think about it. If though the way those rappers and stuff was wearing Gucci or the drug dealers and all that was wearing Gucci and Louis Vuitton, MCM, the list goes on with the high fashion, we wouldn't be into that shit now. You know what I'm saying? If 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 Ron DMC and them one wearing Adidas and shit like that, we wouldn't be into that and shit. No, the only now. reason they had Adidas on was because the Doughboys, man. Low key, the Doughboys really like made all this. You shit You see what cool. I'm saying? Made yeah. it cool. Because like my pops <laughs> then told me stories of like like how he didn't have went to New York and like. His homies that he was fucking with in New York, they took him to Dapper Dan's store. Like when he had his little you dig, and he like, he like, nah, like they should have been doing that. Like, and it's crazy because now that y'all got Dapper Dan at Gucci, now you got Beyonce and everybody wearing yeah. Gucci because Dapper Dan making it now. I mean, they was wearing Gucci before, but, yeah, but it's now they, thing. yeah, yeah. yeah. That shit petty. That's the that's the only thing within high fashion because there's people that's really into it. 
And, you know, I don't, I don't really try to knock it as much. But that's the only thing with high fashion, that it doesn't come with as much originality as people think. Because those that are super original or those that are super to their taste or a style when it comes to high fashion is super boring. Because all it really, all really high fashion is about is getting super high quality garments. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's, so That's it. Other than that, it's like you ain't really, it ain't really a spicy, like a creative or a shirt. Like, damn, I need this shirt. So it's like they sit back and be like, damn, this not selling. Hey, look at what they wear. All right, let's make that. You know what I'm saying? All oh, let's see what Rockwell doing. All right, let's make that into a Gucci format. Let's look at Sean John. Or, you know, let's look at FUBU. Let's look at Carl Canal, like we talked about earlier. Like, oh, we're going to make that format into what we doing. And now it's going to sell. Other than that, that shit, nobody really was, ain't nobody really rocking that shit. Like, right, think about now, even in the height of what Gucci is doing now, everybody that's wearing Gucci now or interested in buying Gucci from the crew next to the sneakers to the jeans, to the jackets and shit. All that shit is shit y'all done seen on other things. It's just now that it's attached to a name that has so much uh, value. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like now you want it. But in reality, that shit was boring four or five years ago. Now Gucci know how to look at streetwear and be like, oh, I'm going to spice it up. Now niggas want it. Like that whole campaign with Gucci Ghost, with the dude with the Gucci Ghost, it was all like the real bags and shit like that. Think about what Gucci has done all these years to the point that a few years ago, they made purses for women that look like somebody spray painted on the bag, on a black bag, and bitches yeah. like, I need it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's crazy. Yeah. That's the only reason I rock with high fashion. It'd be boring until they see what the little people doing, then they like, hey, I need a part of that. Yeah, because like one of my homies, shout out to my homie Dan, uh, he he do like, he do high fashion streetwear. Okay. But he been doing it since I known the nigga. Like, he literally like, research shit, go, so like, he research stuff and like the same quality fabric Gucci getting. He go find the wholesale people in France and all them and all them countries, and he'll go buy it wholesale and sew it and make it himself and do different shit. Oh, I got some some wild ass Jabos coming because I ain't never had Jabos when I was a shorty. Don't y'all love it? Don't uh, don't drop my shit. You wild as hell and I ever have a Jabos, bro. My mama wouldn't let me wear. Why would you wouldn't let me wear? That's crazy. I was pissed. The nigga PJ had all the jabos in every color, the ones with the had straps, without the straps. Yeah, you had to have I used to be blue. I remember I wore some of his one time. Nah, yeah. Had the bitches on. I had fucked up my pants and I had to put some of his. Sorry, you was deprived of that, G. Yeah. Are you following Jabot now? Because the jeans they make now is cold, G. Yeah, yeah, my homie was telling me about it. I ain't seen them. Cold, G. Because they, uh, yeah, man, my mama used to just, my mom worked at Nordstrom. Okay. So, like, I used to just wear Lacoste and, like, Polo. Like, but, so, see, I rocked that shit, too. But, like, my OG just, uh, I don't know. I, my mom was more so used to let me and my sister, like, pick shit up. And if it was too lame or too crazy, she'd be like, no, nah, that's dead. Because this was stuff I wanted that I never got. But she used to let us, like, she, like, when it came to, like, stuff that would come out of Macy's and stuff, that was more so, like, if we was going to church or she wanted us to look a certain way on a certain day at school. But she used to let us have a little freedom. Like, that's what Yeah, you and you know what's crazy? Like, I used to, like... I pretty much could wear whatever I wanted, but she just was not fucking with yeah. the Jabal shit. She just said it was just too hood. Yeah, it was super hood. It was. And that's and, and everybody and then like my cousins was hood niggas, so But my shit was, was academics going on. Niggas slept on academics. Gee, I had I had a I pair had of Evisals. I paid like four hundred for some Evisals. People sleep on Evisals, bro. Evisals Evizu ain't even really like like how niggas try to make Evizu like the true religions of that time. Gee, Evizu is not the true religion. It's this you know what I'm saying? Not to derive, to to go off topic, but it was all fashion. Yeah, it was these five. So after the war, after we beat Japan in the war, G, 
Japan is used to a custom or was used to a custom of losing a war and you have to pick up the culture that you lost to. So it was five. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was five people. Uh, they called the Osaka Five. These were five uh, Japanese men. They were studying American culture and they found, or Japanese felt like Americans because we had fast cars, jeans, and women that we lived a relaxed, uh, relaxed life and we was like cool or whatever. Like Japan didn't have jeans at this point. So they like, oh, it's not what is jeans. So it's the five, these five people, they went over to uh, Japan. They went into this area in Japan called Osaka. And it's called the Osaka Five. It's still there. So it's five buildings now, but at the time, these was five houses. And they created Ivizu. Uh, damn, I always get stuck at Ivizu because the other names people don't really know. They created five different jeans, G, and these jeans was made by hand, G. Like, yeah. Ivizu, like, top quality jeans. Yeah, like, I paid, like, 400 for yeah, something in New and York. Yeah, sleeping on Ivizu thinking it was, like, that's the only thing I hate, like, it's a pair of these Visa jeans I want to this day. Them bitches cost eight seventy, and I've been eyeballing them for about six months now. Like, I right, when I pull a trigger, I'm pull a trigger. But a lot of people played the Visa down because at the time when the Visa hot, it was just like, oh, that was uh, hood culture. But like, nah, gee, that's a like a real like yeah, because I remember important I just remember seeing Birdman. They all them yeah. had them red monkeys the red and they Vizels and I'm Jeezy was Vizel crazy. crazy, yeah. And I say, man, <laughs> nigga, I was Snowman crazy. Jeezy was one of my favorite snowman rappers. Snowman and Vizels. That's why people always play it down because it was like you had your Snowman, T.A. or Vizel jets. That man. was that time. Yeah, and I literally, I just was on Twitter earlier talking about like, man, I went to all white, predominantly white schools. Got snowman so tea. what? Almost got suspended in middle Damn. school for having a snowman tee, See? and I would have got away with it too. Didn't nobody know what it was, and then you know all the time during that time, everybody. That's when the news would come on every day, be talking about the snowman tees and CBS trying to ban them and all that shit. And I remember the uh, disciplinarian at school. She was a black lady, and I was super cool with her. And she seen my shirt. She was like, "You know, I got a." I'm like, "You don't nobody know though." And then the principal seen me. Principal seen me and she was like, took me into this way. She was like, You can't wear that shirt in school. You know what that represents? And I'm like, Yeah, I do. Chad, this, how, this is how I got here. <laughs> I keep talking about this. I was a t shirt I didn't get. My OG unfolded. For the snowman tee? I, I ain't going to even flex. Fault. My mama didn't even know I had that bitch. She was my fault. What? I definitely, what? I had my cousin them go grab me one. Matter of fact, no. I was like, Bring back the snowman tee. Gee, I snuck. I snuck and bought one of them bitches out the uh, beauty supply when they used to sell them all. It was everywhere. But, yeah. Bro, I went and bought one. Yeah, I went and bought one. And my mama didn't know, and I just changed my shirt when I got to school. And teed that bitch up. Everybody's in that bitch like, dang. And I had a snowman tee like early, early. Um, yeah. And that's when everybody in the hood started making them. Yeah. Teacher was like, "You want me to call your mom?" I'm like, bro, they went and found me a shirt in the love, in the love. Lost and found, G. Lost and found shirts was so trash. Not everything looked like a lost and found shirt. Everything, G. Fashion right now, the, the way kids are dressing right now, you it, it's a good reflection of fashion. It's not like everybody lost. And I ain't knocking people because people are, you know, what I'm saying people still creative and they wear things the way they wear things. But it seems like everybody kind of lost. It's like motherfuckers going in their closet, spinning around, and whatever lands on their body, they walking outside just to just to kind of like be different and then also fake be fashionable. And it don't be kind of... Fall. For some people, it's just not falling out that way. And that's, a, that's kind of a sad thing to see because it's like every kid that was like... 
it was like it's like it's like I got to watch the transition. Well, we all kind of like you know what I'm saying. We was in high school around uh, the uh, 2007 and you know up. You kind of watch the transition. You watch like the uh, SB Dunk baggy jean kids. You know what I'm saying? We were still kind of baggy jeans, but niggas had they like you could tell who was like a skater, or whatever. They had they dunks on or whatever. And then you seen like the jerk boy come in and that look and like niggas was kind of dressing like that. Then you watch people go from like, hey, I'm trying to get into more skinnier jeans or fitted jeans, and niggas like, man, you tweaking. To now, niggas damn, they're wearing leggings. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, cause I remember then when I was in high school, I remember my first two years in high school, I was wearing baggy ass jeans. Yeah. I had, I had a Vizel. My nigga, I wore a size 31, 32 in jeans. I had a pair of Vizels that were a 42. What the fuck was wrong with me, bro? All my jeans used to. I used to have my jeans cut on the side. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, slit on the, the side. The slit. Them. I had a pair of jeans. I had the slit had came up so high that it was dent- the back part was under my jeans. So, you know, my mother used to walk in the back of jeans. I ain't catching the tug at it all day. Fuck it. Yeah, that and that used to be me. Yeah, yeah. I ain't get no fuck. Fuck it. And my shit sagging. And they already be. All I'm doing is getting the right length. I don't give a fuck about nothing else. The waist size, we can work around that. Right. Like, gee, like, man. But I'm saying, and then to where we at now. So you, when you, when we watch that happen, that's why I say I'm not really knocking fashion right now. But when you watch that happen, it look like the youth or those younger are lost, like super lost, because it's like, oh, I'm kind of baggy with a small t-shirt with a pair of slacks on or a suit jacket. Like it's just like you just went in the closet, like give me this, give me this, give me this. Like you said, like everybody went to the lost and found, or everybody went to the thrift store, picked up everything off the rack and put it on. And I think that's a correlation to like. Streetwear always trying to be different from high fashion, but then high fashion having a huge input into streetwear right now that niggas don't really know how to like. Bounce. People, that, you know what I'm saying? People that don't know how to dress don't know how to dress at all. You know what I'm saying? They like, fuck it, I'm gonna get the Balenciagas that look like sketches, even though we used to flame niggas with sketches. I'm gonna get those, but then you know, like <laughs> now all the Balenciagas. I ain't gonna lie though, them Balenciaga runners though, them cold, bro. them is the raw, them, cold, them the rawest bro. shoes. Shout out to my boy Jake, get them right before I was gonna get them, and I had to be on the IG like, damn, bro, the runners called you, damn, damn, yeah. runners, them Balenciaga runners nasty. So it's like, and then like, cause I'm not really a fashion nigga, so somebody gonna listen to this and. and Correct my quotes, but let's just say Chanel got, I don't know, some slacks. They just dropped some slacks last season. I don't know. I don't really care about how fashion. So they just dropped some slacks, but then you can't afford the Chanel slacks because they probably like 1200 So now you got a shorty that's got the Balenciagas on. They got on some thrift store slacks to just kind of keep that look. But then Supreme just dropped a t-shirt, so they're going to put that on. But then Gucci Runway, everybody had their shirt tucked. So they're going to tuck the shirt and throw an off-white belt on. And then they standing in front of you like, yeah, I got a fit off. And it's like, you don't. No, I'm so tired <laughs> of you niggas tucking in your t-shirts. No, Stop you it. That is not, that don't look cool, bro. At all. It's only a few people that can get away with that, Jay. And, and the people that's people getting away with, with it, they barely getting away right, with it. Right. They have and y'all like, niggas doing this every day. Like, let me blouse it out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, and then what's making me, what's blowing me is like, not everybody want to do that shit. And I'm yeah, like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It just look like everybody lost. Like, man, um, I want to be, it's like everybody, like, I want to be fashionable, but I also want to be different. And that's, you know, so that's cool. That's just human nature. Everybody want, that's, we express ourselves in, in, in our clothes and in our hair. So it's like niggas want to be different and not be like, I don't like everybody else. But at the same token, niggas is trying to get so different and also be fashionable that they looking crazy out of I'm yeah, wild, crazy. Yeah, and it's like niggas just like doing anything. Like, anything. like man, I done seen shorties, and I'm like, gee, do you even know what the fuck you wearing? Like, 
That's why I be like, man, I throw on some sweats, man. You feel me? Yeah, I, keep niggas gonna let me go back to the velour jogging shoes. Real yeah. Talk. Give me some headbands. I'm out here. I'm, I'm gonna have some O2, O1 shit, O5. Yeah, on some Nelly sweat suit shit. Feel I feel you. Because it's just like. It's, it's, start getting them little, them little beauty supply shades on y'all ass. I'm feeling you know what, man? Bring it back 0203, man. You might as well. Because right now. It's Rocky like, out here wearing big jeans. Now everybody want to. Everything Rocky do, everybody want to do. Anything Rocky do. Yeah. yeah. Him first. Uh, the whole mob, really. Niggas be in the mob. Niggas see mob wearing it's It's lit. It's lit. Facts. Because it was like, only niggas I knew that was like really tucking in their shirts and shit was like ASAP mob, them niggas. Yeah. Because they was on some just like, but I feel them, they was on some like, that, uh, like, uh, um, kind of like, like how they say shit go full circle, like, like that World War Two, like a slim yeah. shirt with the jeans tucked in my shirt, like yeah. with the belt. I know, I know, yeah, I yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like, dang, G, it's like y'all. That fucking Marlboro's look, like Marlboro's yeah. squares. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So, with the stonewashing. So, where do you see, like, because I see, like, Calvin Kanai, Carl Kanai. I'm going to say, damn, bro, why you on that with Carl? His name is I keep thinking Calvin because I was watching Martin the other day. Okay. And they had the episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when they was talking about, when they made the episode, pay homage to Carl yeah. Kanai. But they called it Calvin Kanai. So yeah. But nah, they, um, but I see they making like a resurgence and stuff. It's because, so, you know, I had, I, I, I got me some Carl Kanai too. It's, it's, um, I'm glad it's making resurgence, but, um, like I said, like, not, not knocking it, but like it was something because every time I wear that t shirt, there's some people that know exactly what it is, and there's some people that don't know what the fuck it is. And it's kind of sad because it's, he's a very, 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 very important person to know as far as like the streetwear, black streetwear, especially. The I feel like he's the most important. He's right up under, he's literally right up under uh, Fubu, and right above Fubu is uh, my boy that had Fat Farm. Why can't I think of his name? Russell right? Russ. Yeah. Cause he like when I say Carl Kanai, Carl Kanai is like every nigga now. Carl like you watched I can't, I'm a, I think it's called Fresh Dress, bro. But Carl Kanai broke it to a fashion show just to ask the nigga with that had uh, Fubu or either ask Russ. I don't remember and was like, "Yo, I'm trying to get up off the ground. What do I gotta do?" He like just to talk yeah, to it the was nigga. the niggas in Fubu because yeah. he was like it was like the mid nineties. Yeah, he, said, he was yeah, like, yeah. "I'm just trying to get in tune," and it was like. Like shit, just put it out there. Ooh, like he, like same thing with niggas with Fubu. Niggas with Fubu went to L.A., stayed in a trap house, no furniture, nothing. And with the last bit of their money, hired a, a Spanish man outside a factory and was like, "Yo, I'll pay you to make shirts." And they said that for the first year, they was giving out free shit to everybody that they could get it to, and it just blew up from there. But all this to say, like with fashion being the way it is now, and a kind of like a little, a little dab of like people trying to. Uh, Support black or buy black. People kind of looked at like, I right, what was some OG stuff that was dope, or that was important, or like with this new oversaturated term of culture, it's like you got to go Carl Kanai. You have to. Every rapper, anybody you that was cool back in the day, they did a Carl Kanai ad. They wore Carl Kanai, and I yeah. felt like it was his best they used to, to bring it back. Because then for like a little bit, they was making draws. Yeah, they was yeah. making he was everything. Making, he was making everything. Was they had like, like socks, draw. My daddy used to buy hella Carl Kanai, like. I'm like, all the dope boys had Carl Kanai, like. So when he brought his site back, I think this was like 2013, 2014, he, he relaunched it, the business. You know, and I think that's when people just started like, yo, I found it, I, I get in tune, I got to wear it. Yeah, because he got like, man, because he got 
he got the shits, man. Yeah, people like, sleeping. He, he, he definitely, that's what I'm saying, like, he's definitely one of those people that's really, really important to, like, look into, especially people that's trying to get into this industry. If somebody, somebody they trying to make clothes and they don't know shit about Carl Kanaf's story or the FUBU story, because FUBU blew up literally because LL Cool J was supposed to do the Gap commercial, that old Gap commercial. He was supposed to rap about Gap, but he rapped about FUBU in the Gap commercial. Yeah. And it blew up FUBU from there. So it was a Gap commercial, but he was looking out for the home team. And, like, everybody knew what he was rapping about. And, like, he had the FUBU hat on. He didn't even have on no gap in the commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember when they... Yeah, so that's what blew FUBU up. So, like, if you don't know the story about FUBU and Carl Kanan, then it's... Then you got some more to do before getting in the game. Because then you'll understand how everybody's just kind of mimicking off, like, what people in, in streetwear are doing. Yeah, because yeah, I was reading... The, I was uh, listening to the thing, and Carl Kanan was talking about... Um, he was saying, like, I was just making shit in the hood. Mm-hmm. And I was sewing it together myself, just like, learning how to do shit. And he was like, I took all the bread I made in New York and I just got on the, I got on the, bought a ticket and went to LA and op- and I lived in LA for like six, seven months, for like a year. And then I opened up my own store. And I yes. remember, he was like, man, my store got broke into and they stole everything. He like, imagine you, <laughs> you were in the middle of the hood, somebody breaking your store and they just, next thing you know, the whole hood wearing your shit. That's what, that's in that same play. That's how Tommy Hilfiger got on. Like, a lot of old New Yorkers and people like that know Tommy personally. Tommy used to go to the hood in the beginning of Tommy Hilfiger, open up his trunk and pass it out. Yeah. For him to be so racist, he used to go to the hood, pass it out, like, for free. But, they, but I heard he's not racist, though. Tommy racist, G. He don't want us in it. <laughs> he don't want it. But, but, he, but then I, because I remember when they were saying he said he don't want black people in and stuff, and then I went and looked at the actual thing, and he ain't never say that. I don't know, bro. I, I think rock, that's a nigga I, myth. I it's nigga myths out here. I ain't rocking with Ted. It could be a nigga myth. It, it, no, it is. Because I remember my OG was like, that's not what he... Because my mama used to work at... She used to be working at Nordstrom. She was like, exactly for Nordstrom. So. But, he, but even if it isn't... So I, I'll take it back if Tommy if Tommy rock with us. Still fuck Tommy though. But he still, <laughs> he still went on He still went on the, the path of like... Like I, like I said earlier, the power we have in this is crazy. And a lot of people don't know. Like He went in the hood with his van. And like... As a white man, he was like, man, the way for my business to be where it is now, where everybody know Tommy Hilfiger, it's still hard for some people to even imagine, like, gee, this man went to the hoods of New York and just gave it away for free to, like, where Tommy Hilfiger at now. Same thing with Ralph Lauren. Ralph Lauren did the same thing. He went to the hood and passed out Ralph Lauren. Then he stopped it. Then uh, the lowlife gang, they started stealing Polo, and that's what made Polo blow up. That's it. Like, these people no, was like, lowlife gang, who is that? So it's this, it was, it's this gang in New York called the lowlifes. And they spell it L-O-L-I-F-E. So these are a group of, like, a regular gang. But, you know, New York got more thugs. And we got, like, GD's motor shit. So this is... Like, a, they more got crews. Yeah, they got crews. But, you know, so, and they thugging. So these niggas used to go run up in Macy's all over New York, all the Macy's stuff, and steal their whole stuff. I'm talking about, like, how niggas be trying to do it here in Chicago. We talking about 100 niggas running up in Macy's at the same time. We only want the polo section. Clearing it, bearing the wall, and then they'll be outside. You can pull up pictures. They'll be outside all in the $600 polo jacket, same color matching. And they posted up in Times Square. And these used to be niggas that did this with polo, niggas that did this with uh, Nautica. It's niggas that did this with uh, Tommy Hilfiger, and it's niggas that did it with the Marymount stuff. That Biggie coat everybody talking about, niggas was getting their head blown off. Like, oh, you got the Biggie coat on? That's what they call it. And they'll blow a nigga head off for this for this coat. So in New York, they low-key was trying to ban that coat because it was getting that critical. But niggas in the low-life game for a long time in, like, the 80s and the early 90s was, like, whooping niggas. Like, bro, you can't wear Ralph Lauren left you, you in the low game. And, like, niggas was getting their ass beat, getting their polo taken up off of them. 
Like these niggas, like you pull up all the pictures, it's a, it's a gang of niggas. I'm talking about an army of niggas. They only wear polo. From the socks up, inside out, only polo. Coats, everything. They got the whole family. Niggas in there robbing for their babies, their wives, all that shit. And they used to do that all the time. And that and uh, Tommy Hilfiger, they was coming there at the time. They was talking to Tommy. I mean, not Tommy. They was talking to Ralph about like, you know, maybe you should pull it back or maybe you should do this and that third. He ain't attached none of it. He ain't want to do nothing with it because he was a... He was appreciating that people were doing that and it was making polo what it is today. Like, yeah, it's like doing, I appreciate yeah. niggas for putting the brand on. Yeah, so since they was putting the like, brand on. Like, it's so on, good you were, going to, you were going Macy's and stealing shit. And then, you know what I'm saying, not knocking my boy. That's why, you know, I was, I was sitting back a couple years ago. Everybody's like tweeting or talking about how somebody should get Jordan and put more mics out or whatever. But Jordan getting paid off a nigga getting his ass beat for the mics. Ralph Lauren is a... Is, is he a billionaire? A billionaire, G, because niggas was getting their ass with a pole. Niggas, you got a hundred niggas running in the Macy's in New York, clearing the wall. Yeah. That's a lot of, that's a, a lot, lot of polo. Yeah. <laughs> cleared the wall. They in the shock. Like, yeah, they just stole everything. And they out in the streets. And then, you know, New York niggas, bro, they out in the streets together. So it ain't like you got to find nigga who stole it. You know who stole it, because they all posted up. We all got it on. What up? And ain't none of y'all got it. And yeah, they was stealing everything. Yeah, and ain't none of y'all gonna come get it either. At like, all. And y'all not gonna take us to jail, because if you come over here, we gotta. Yeah. You know what's coming with this. Yeah, just let us rock. There was a few of the crews, but they the, like I said, it was one for Tommy, it was one for Nautica, but they the most famous. You would look up them anytime. It's called the Low Life Gang. You just Googling their images, you'll see this nigga. They have parades still. Like, it's this store in New York called the Bodega. They just did a collab with them where they basically took all the Ralph Lauren P's and R's and switched it with the L just because they so iconic. Like these niggas was jumping, they was like, bro, you got on, you got on Ralph Lauren, you ain't a part of the gang. And it's like, what you gonna do? Like, shit, we take your shit. They whooping niggas ass. Like, yeah, my brother had to shoot me. Like, we just gonna have to, we just gonna have to, we just gonna have to box about this one. I don't know, bro. I would throw it on. I see 50 niggas come off the L, like, yeah, bro, who said you could wear Ralph Lauren? Hold on, G. I can't strip. I can't do it. I can't do it. I said, as long as I live, ain't, gonna, ain't no nigga gonna take my shoes off my feet. I feel you on that. I feel can't you on no that. nigga take my clothes off my back. You you can rob me, G. I done, I done had a nigga up the pole on me. Like and I and I'm still a I'm still a you up the pole on me. You look shaky. I'm cracking you. Like I'm still like and I still think like that. I hear you because I'm definitely capping. I don't know if I'm just gonna up the shirt, but I definitely gonna think about it. I know, I definitely, I give it a thought. Depending on how these niggas, like, I look like. Ooh. Once you look at the pictures, then tell me. Then my, it's a thought. Because it's, it a, it's a lot of them, G. This ain't like, this ain't like. Because I'm like, I could, I, could, I, could take, I could take on about two, three niggas. This ain't Pocket Town at the rink. I'm talking about this numbers, though, G. And they like, hey, who's wear polo? You know what I'm saying? Like, Pocket Town at the rink was like, all right, it's a few of y'all. Nah, we talking about, like. Damn, just that see it. This is a lot of these. It's like them BDGD truces they used to yeah, be on old block. Yeah, three hundred BDs walking down the street. Three hundred GDs this, coming down the street. This everybody meeting up at the taste in like oh six oh seven. Oh shit! Yeah, man, <laughs> yeah, you, like, you can get that over. shirt. You can get that shirt. That's cool. Not in the winter time though. Just no. don't take my coat. I don't care. You can have it. And that was a thing. I think it's called. Uh, you know about that Merrimoth, Mara something. It's a coat. Gene, these coats not even super raw, but it's a big bubble coat. It's an old picture of Biggie wearing, I think, a yellow one. Gene, niggas was literally. Oh, yeah. Niggas. Hey, them coats raw, G. Bro, them niggas was. Niggas they not was, really like super raw, but they raw yeah, for like. Niggas in New York get their hair blown off of their coat. They call it the Biggie coat. So if you get caught wearing that coat, they, a lot of times nowadays they say you're a tourist, so that's why you got it on. But a New York nigga in that coat, they get instantly robbed for that coat. They've been robbing and killing shorties. That was like how niggas was dying for Jordans here. That's huge in New York. Niggas get killed for that coat. Still to this day? To this day for that coat, G. 
Damn, I'm over here like damn. I should have wear a coat like that in New York, but shit, I ain't trying. Niggas getting that shit blown off. Like, oh damn, he got the Biggie coat on. Taking and that shit. shit probably not even super expensive. It is. The oh. cheapest coat on that about twelve. Twelve hundred. And then everything go up from there. Damn, man. Damn. <laughs> I'm sitting over here like damn. What I blew yeah, his head off for like, for twelve hundred. These coats is like the Canada Goose before Canada Goose just got hot. You know, a lot of Kandafusas is in the streets right now, so... I'm, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm just waiting on... I'm just waiting on them to hit the store. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and shout out to my niggas who hit the Montclair store. Was that last year? Me? Two years ago. Woo, they ran that van up in the Montclair shit. <laughs> and got down. The whole hood had Montclair. I told my cousin, um... She... Yeah, I'm finna get a Montclair. I'm finna go buy a Montclair offline. I'm chill out. Wait two days. <laughs> the whole hood finna have Montclair. I'm finna get you a Montclair, too. <laughs> Shout out to my man's them. My niggas was out here slanging them bitches for life. Feel me? Uh, out here like uh, Robin smooth Hood. Smooth, huncho. You feel me? I here like Robin Hood. We beat all of Somebody just hit the um, Chanel store. Somebody hit Gucci store earlier this year. Or was that late last year? Here? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, They did, they did. Yeah. They hit the Gucci store. Somebody hit the Chanel store in L.A. They ran a van through the Chanel store in L.A. and stole hella bags. We need all of us. Um damn. I'm like, I feel it. Did somebody hit the, uh, a few years ago, they hit the, the polo store here. Mm-hmm. They hit a couple stores, they just running the van through that bitch at like three in the morning. Mm-hmm. And they looking at the shifts of the police and all that shit, running through the... Sending it to the hood. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, but we about to get up out of here. Uh, Drew, tell them a little bit about your brand and new stuff you got coming out. And right, we got so some stuff coming out. <laughs> Me and bro got a collab. We got a raw ass commercial for us, so y'all be on the lookout for that. My brand is hooliganbrand.us. Uh, my name is SM Suave on Twitter, but if y'all follow the brand on Instagram, it's hooliganbrand.us. Um, I got a collection coming out called Made in the USA. It's gonna be cold, and everything I drop just hot, Jay. So definitely leave comments, opinions, or whatever, and then we finna drop something that's crazy. Oh, make sure y'all download his app. Oh yeah, the app. Damn, I got an app. Go ahead. Yeah, make sure y'all download his app. It's uh, only in the Apple Store though. It's no shade to the to the Android users. G, y'all cool. It's just you feel me. So everybody, got, everybody got Apple. Go to the App Store. Uh, download it. It's free. It's hooliganbrand.us. Um, and it's efficient as hell. So it's like if anything is updated on the website, it's gonna be updated on your phone. Ain't too much to go through. No hassle. Nothing. Shout out to my boy Rob. Uh, he was the developer on that. So if y'all need an app. Man, definitely get into him, my boy. Right. Uh, what's Rob Twitter? Uh, Rob that back down. He wild as hell for that. We yeah. Gotta, we, we gotta have. I a, told him we need to. We gotta start him. a dialogue. He gotta grow up. <laughs> we gotta start a dialogue. He gotta grow up. But who am I? My name is Boy with an I, and I gotta have a dialogue. I had to have a dialogue with myself. But no, nah, man. Um, yeah, and that'll be do what the joint with us will be dropping what a few weeks. A few weeks. Yeah. A few weeks. Uh. Yeah, man. Uh, this has been the first episode of Playhouse Shorts. I appreciate being on the uh, G1. Man, I appreciate you doing it, man. Uh, ain't going to be dropping every Wednesday. This one will be dropping to, This one will be dropping Friday. Uh, this one will be dropping this Friday. And, um, yeah. Let's fuck my exes and I'm out. Y'all there. Yeah, that's This episode of Playhouse Shorts has been brought to you by the Barberchair Network. Head over to barberschairdigital.com and check out great content, great podcasts, great articles, great blogs on the culture.